they crying to get got a nigga upset. All I can do is think about it and putting it in my chest. Feeling it in my lungs, that chronic kick got me sprung. Keeping me feeling numb, been smoking since I was young. Living the highlight, get your mind right. Give me the light so I can ignite this hydro and take flight. Well, ain't no better feeling than your first hit. Puff, puff, pass, man, I wrote this blunt perfect. Eyes bloodshot like a red dot in my head hot. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook and YouTube. Just go to your Facebook page and look us up or hit C first to see and hear all the great programs we have here on WNHHLP. And just a reminder, Cannabis Corner is also streaming live on the Green Haven Media Facebook page and ProCannabisMedia.com. Good afternoon. It is Monday, January 20 the 2nd, 2024. I am your host, Joe Lachance. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. And I am joined here today by my co-host, the the one, the only, Uncle Lou. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing really well. It was a nice weekend. It was uh, pushing forward. Yes, we go through all the trials and tribulations that are life. But, you know, we leave uh, work and business to the side. And then we uh, look for, for our personal enrichment and growth so you know let's do it you know yeah yeah i agree with you lou yeah we did have a good time um we you and i actually hung out together went to uh the smokes and jokes event last night in new haven it was a lot of fun some great comedians we hung out and saw some uh some of the people from the community who came out and supported and that was nice um you and i both agree we'd love to see more people support these events you know because it's just good for the community and good community building so you know that's very very important but again the people who were there did have a good time uh and it was an enjoyable thing so and uh so that was good. Yeah, Lou, it was enjoyable, and I think I do agree with you. The One of the most hardest things is to be able to separate your personal trials and tribulations and still be able to soldier <laughs> forward and take care of business. But uh, anyway, with that, I want to get over to the corner and welcome our other co-host, Miss Kristen <laughs> Souza. How are you today hanging out in Kristen's corner? I am good. How are you? Very, very good. I'm um, good. Yeah. No, like you said, the weekend, I feel like it flew by. I, as I mentioned previously, I'm kind of in the final stretch of closing up my store. So I'm on this like 10 day crunch, you know, so I've been doing a lot of just packing up and moving things, but it's going very well. So, you know, it's bittersweet, but, but moving right along and I'm, I'm just looking forward to having it wrap up and, and yeah, so that's been good. Moving furniture. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> One step at a time. Exactly. Kristen, I know how it goes. You know, you just got to do it one step at a time. You know, when you got to be out and just little by little, it'll get done. Yeah, right and, on. and you have some uh, equipment and things, glass cases for sale. If anybody's interested, 
if you're trying to outfit a store or, you know, add to your already existing store, Kristen has a few items over there and you can get in touch with her. And of course, if you do still need any of the inventory that she had, she will be there until the 31st. But and it also, if you're a strong young man and you want to go over there <laughs> and help her move some furniture, that would be a nice thing. We all got to support and love and care for each other here in this community. So, uh, Let's Buy it and move it yourself. No, I'm kidding. As she transitions into a new phase in her life. So. Appreciate you. Know. No, very good. So let's talk about events. I had a great yes. time going to events. I ended up going to see uh, Aaron at Wholeness House. So I want to endorse that uh, venue. I thought it was great. It's a lovely place over there. Very homey, literally. And uh, a lot of great people there, and she holds some great events. We'll be talking to her more about that today. But now, on to you, Kristen. Let's see what's up for this week that I could go hang out at. Yeah, no. The, we've mentioned a couple of these, but I just want to re-promote them. Um, actually, kind of Aaron Doolittle over there at the Wholeness House, the um, Connecticut for Accessible Psychedelic Medicine, and how I believe this is how you pronounce it, how healing oasis um they're doing an educational afternoon about the basics of psychedelics and that's going to be over in stanford so that is on the 27th is so it, you can look okay so that's a different one than the 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 trip sitting right correct okay so yeah so you know they've been event. doing okay a, it is a different event, and they've been a lot doing of mushrooms lot. going on, huh? I mushrooms. was gonna. This is the theme of 2024. Forget it, it... about weed, mushrooms. <laughs> Go for you it. know, and I love. Yeah, exactly. So there is a lot of involvement on a lot of different fronts, but that is something separate. So that's going to be in Stanford, um, and Aaron Doolittle is presenting that. So that's great. Uh, we've also mentioned on the 28th is the Rolling Stoners um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Super, Super Fights and their Dab King Tournament. Um, so check them out. That's the Rolling Stoners. But that's on the 28th. Where is that located? Does it have a, a location? Uh, all right. We may have to kind of circle back to that. I know they do have a location, but I don't have that in my notes, to be very honest. But if you go over to their um, Instagram, Rolling Stoners BJJ, it has a graphic with all of the information and they have tickets available on Eventbrite. I know it's a $40 spectator fee. I want to say Waterbury, but I may be incorrect. I on think that. it's that wool cut area. That was my gut. Yeah. Plan. The only reason I asked, Christian, I don't mean to put you on the spot, is because no, no, I am actually going to be in that area and on Sunday. And yeah. I was wondering why, why, why not? Let me go check them out. I love I checking out these events. I know. So that's I feel, the only reason. I feel very confident saying it's I do. That's my in that area. Yeah, that it's same. in Woolcott Waterbury area. So, all right, go for the next one. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on here? Um, the Connecticut guys doing their Munchie Bunch at the Black Dog in Putnam. That's on the 27th, 27th uh, sponsored by Higher Collective. Now we're now Black Dog. Okay, so that, all right. And I'm not very really familiar that familiar with that area of the state but i love that they bop around and do things yeah in different support. areas yeah 
Support our buddies over at that at Connecticut. They got a lot of great merch and they and look, they seem to be doing some really awesome events. Everyone I've ever been to of theirs has been great. And I've had the privilege of working with them on a couple of them myself. And uh they're great people. And if they're doing a munchy bunch, go munch with them. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I missing? Anything before we? Yes, bowling, up? bowling, bowling. How did I forget that? Yes. So that starts on the 29th and it's going to be every Monday for eight weeks. Um, our friends over at Burn and Learn Center are sponsoring a heated um, kind of sesh tent out in the parking lot. So Burn and Learn Center will be doing that. And then you can Get on a team. I believe it's teams of four folks, uh, but graphics are available. We'll put them on our Instagram as well yeah. as the Burn and Learn Center's um, Instagram has something. But it's $15, and that includes that's the shoes that, and the game. Yeah, And that's at that cool Milford bowling lanes there on the Post Road. And that's going to be for eight weeks, when on a Tuesday night? Uh, Mondays. Monday nights, and... Sure. And from what I understand, consumption, there will be a specific area for consumption. Um, So, and it is going to be set up for the community in in the back of the bowling alley. But see, these are the kind of events that we need to all start getting involved in. Because, you know, we're all weed smokers. It's like, you know, when you're drinking, you go bowling and have a few beers, right? Right. A lot of people are bowlers. So why not? Let's flip the switch. Let's do our bowling with the cannabis and support the community. You know, same thing, yeah. like I say, with comedy shows and all that. Go ahead. Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing is that we need to remember that these are now just um, events that are allowing us to be ourselves as well. It's not something that's it's not a. And for everybody's own protection, these aren't vendor events, so you're not going there going to shop around and do things. These are the actual event. This is a bowling night that embraces the idea that some of the participants may consume cannabis. It's not that every participant has to consume cannabis. It's also not being done inside of the buildings where we would be breaking laws. Everybody's very conscious about creating a safe space for that without of the view of individuals and in a, not necessarily in a hidden place, but it's more in a responsibly, a responsible controlled environment that we can enjoy ourselves, bop in and out, go back inside and not be stigmatized for enjoying uh, some, some herbal delight, you know? And I think that's exactly the point. Like I was saying before, you know, if you bowl anyway, right. And and you, like you want to be a part of a team and do this, you know why not join the cannabis bowling league, for lack of a better word, uh, and be with like-minded people? Because if you join the regular league, you know you're going to get in there with some. I'm still, I'm still smoking people. a blunt. I'm still smoking a blunt before I go in and whatever league. So, it's but at like least bowling. this way you can go out and go out and join I'm not the a only specific one. area, right? You're not yeah. the only one by yourself in the freezing cold, you right. know. And then the same thing with breakfast. If I was going to go to a nice brunch with some friends, I'm definitely smoking a joint or something outside before we go in. You know, now I get to do it with my friends instead of you know doing it Hiding. with some friends who might want to. Some people are going there for the drinks. Some people are going for the food. So you know, I'm not. It, it allows you to be open. And honest about what you got going on and not have to feel stigmatized 
by the people around it. And then taking it one step further, now we're exposed to new locations that we may not have been exposed to that won't stigmatize us for coming in. You know, we all seen that the viral picture of a TGI Fridays posting, you know, don't come in if you smell like weed or whatever, you know? Right. We've all we seen that picture have that. around. We have to remember that. And I think it's been pointed out, you know, with a lot of different things that have been going on in the community lately that even though it's legal, it is still not accepted by everyone. So you may say, well, it's legal. I'm going to do whatever I want. You know what? Still, you're going to get the people who don't agree with that and who are going to complain and who are going to make, you know, make it a big issue. And so it's it's much better than, you know, to be around. You know, we got to build our community uh, and this is how we do it. It can't just be about vendor events and people running in and out to get a package, man. It, it, if we want to make consumption lounges work in this state, we need to prove that they work and start uh, doing events like this to show that the community will support places like that. So it's important. So, and it's important to support the people who are throwing them. These things are not cheap. They take a lot of time to organize and put together. And uh, it's important that we support them and enjoy what they're doing, you know, just as they would support us, right? 100%. So, right. Okay, Kristen, we got anything else? I think that's all I've got for this week. We're, all right. Like we said, I think we the week week, only. So thing i have is that there is a virtual zoom meeting tomorrow night uh for the canna warriors and that is to go over the initiatives that they are going to be uh tackling this year at the legislature and so if you want to get involved in activism or you want to know what what's going on on that side uh you can find out on the canna warriors facebook page i think it's at seven o'clock and there's a zoom link and all that but I know mushrooms again is on the agenda and I think that's an important bill. And I think that's one that I will very much support. And I'm, I will be on that call tomorrow night to find out what else is going on there. And once again, that's advocacy, community advocacy. Exactly. If you want to get involved in that community. Yeah. And whichever community you belong to, because there are a couple different ones, but the overlying fact is that there's, you know, that advocacy work that needs to continue to go on, you know? Exactly right. So we need new people to join in. So check the yep. Canna Warriors out if you want to learn more about how to do that. And with that, I do believe we have all our participants on. So I'm going to ask you all to unmute, but I'm going to make this real easy on myself today. Because for me to do an intro with all these people, we take up the whole show. So what I'm going to do is just introduce everybody. Today we have a special panel on the show of medical professionals, people all with letters behind their name, uh, and who have decided that their career paths and that their life paths uh, are moving away from traditional medicine and moving back towards plant medicine, uh, which includes, of course, cannabis and psilocybin and all different other kinds of plants to uh, get back to the idea that our bodies can heal ourselves and let's get back to natural healing. 
So I want to introduce the participants. We are going to be all doing an event together on uh, the 31st up at the Burn and Learn Center. It's uh, called Let's Talk About Weed as Medicine. So I want to introduce all our participants, and then we're just going to have a good old time and a chat. So with us today, in no particular order, is Erin Doolittle from the Holist House, LMFT she is, Kenesha Boyd, LPC, and she's from Quality Consulting. And then we also have Lisa Capitani, who is an RN, who is from Nine Ledges. Then we have Michelle Vallet, who is an APRN, and she is from Advanced Telemedicine. And then, of course, we have Uzma Zakir, and she is an RPH, and she is from Bloom Hire. So welcome, ladies. I want to thank you all for coming today. It's great to have all these great medical professionals and all these great minds and all this knowledge in one place. We, I mean, we could actually, uh, you know, we could actually run a school here. We could be on for hours if we wanted to. But so let's start with Lisa since she's first in line. Lisa, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what areas you're focusing on and how you're out there helping people in the community. Sure. Thank you so much for having us here today, Joe, and for inviting us to do this panel next week. I'm I'm really excited to share the stage with these other amazing women in cannabis who have already taught me so much, and we love to share what we've learned and learn more from each other. Um, <clears throat> I'm a lifetime Connecticut resident. I grew up here. I went away to school in Massachusetts to study nursing, but came home. Um, this will be my 19th year as a registered nurse. I spent the majority of my career working in the hospitals, in the emergency room, uh, in perioperative services, and most recently in GI endoscopy. And I've done some teaching and I've done some side jobs doing IV therapy and other stuff like that. Um, primarily for me, the skill from nursing that has translated the best into what I'm doing now is really that the role of the nurse is to hold space and create a healing environment. That's what Florence Nightingale had in mind when she started telling people to wash their hands and, and pointing out some really basic steps to maintaining a healthy environment. But I've spent a lot of time with people in crisis, in moments of trauma, in you know the experiences in and around death. And it really is a skill that develops to be able to sit with people in these kind of moments. Um, I started using cannabis as medicine a couple of years ago for my own healthcare concerns uh, because I was really disappointed in the healthcare system, both as a patient and an employee, and, and was not finding the support I needed there and was able to turn away from kind of the conditioned understanding that I had of cannabis as a recreational drug and start really looking into it as a medicine and how could it be applied to me intentionally to relieve my symptoms. And it did that very quickly. I took a course at uh, Pacific College of Health Science virtually and learned a ton about medical cannabis. It was a baccalaureate certificate program. And through that opened my mind to other less uh, rigorously studied, shall we say, healing modalities in Western culture. And I've really managed to cure myself, treat myself of a lot of the conditions that were causing me 
to be limited in in what I believed about myself and what I believed I could do in the world. So I've done some training, additional training as an integrative nurse coach, which is a modality that takes the knowledge and the wisdom of nursing and applies that in a new way to really holistic uh, ideas around helping people reach their own health and wellness goals. And I focus primarily on endocannabinoid system balance with or without cannabis. Our endocannabinoid system is is the master control system in our body. It affects every other operation that goes on within us. And we don't need cannabis to regulate it, although it's a great tool. Um, so I like to teach people all different kinds of ways to integrate mindfulness-based uh, endocannabinoid system balance into their lives for health, well-being, and an expansion of consciousness. I do believe that underneath its ability to provide symptom relief, especially, you know, having lived this experience myself, it has extremely psychedelic properties that can allow us to do a lot of deep work in recovering from trauma. And we all have trauma because we live in a modern society. Um, and so I think that the next level of our evolution as people is to really start to understand consciousness more. And I think cannabis is a great tool for helping us explore that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You you touched on a, a real lot of things in there, too many to for me to go through all of them. But I think the big thing for me and I think for you is that seeing it work on yourself, actually healing some things that that were told to you by the medical profession you needed surgery for or this, that, and the other thing, and saying, no, I'm going to try and heal this myself. And realizing, obviously, as a nurse, that the body's self-healing properties have been totally neglected and almost ignored by the medical community. But realistically, the answers lie in the past and what we did before that worked. And they all knew that the healing started in the mind. As a matter of fact, everything starts in the mind, but that's another, you know, that's <laughs> another topic. But I want to move on to our next participant. And in my line, at least, it's Michelle Valley from Advanced Telemedicine. Michelle, how are you today? Tell us I a little am... bit about you and what you got going on. I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's always hard to follow Lisa. I can listen to her talk all day. So I completely agree with everything she said. Could not have said it any better myself. Um, like she said, thank you so much for having us here. I am just so excited to be part of this movement. In 2018, I started my practice. It was just a primary care telemedicine practice. And I saw over and over again, kind of desperate patients just begging me for alternative options than the traditional ones that they were just hearing from doctor after doctor. And people were asking me questions about medical marijuana. I knew something about it at the time, but there was no formal training provided in nursing school or medical school. So I started researching it myself and I was desperate to find some kind of organization that was put together that was a resource with all the answers and that didn't exist. So the fact that we're here now is a huge movement that we're part of. And this has come a long way since just 2018. So I'm very excited to be part of it. I'm happy for the patients. I'm happy for the providers that it's catching on, which is awesome. Right. Um, so like I said, I started my practice in 2018. We now specialize in medical marijuana patients. Um, there's not a lot of doctors or providers that do it because again, they just aren't trained. 
they are afraid of liability, all different reasons because there's so much unknown, which is ridiculous, which we're learning this is actually safer than what they're probably practicing and doing. Yeah, um, I noticed so, I noticed yeah. there are less and less medical marijuana uh, recommendation providers than there used to be. So I give you a lot of credit for sticking with it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and that's a whole nother conversation. Everyone yes. was wondering what it was going to look like when it became recreational in Connecticut. Like, am I going to have a job? Yeah. Why get a medical <laughs> card? And we could talk all day about that, the benefits. Right. The Let's make this about the benefits. Yes, <laughs> the exactly. Good, and good. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I am, got to say, proud of Connecticut. I'm a born and raised Connecticut person. It's like pulling teeth. We all know to get anything you know, in the right direction here. But oh, I have no they, teeth left. No, anyway. <laughs> they actually did a decent job, I think, protecting the medical program this year as recreational rolled out. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to having a medical card. So we could talk about that another yeah. time. But yeah, anyway, no, as far as what they did in, in releasing the fees and all that, I think allowing people to gain access to the program, they have done a great job. We'll leave it at that as far as providing for the patients what they need. That's another story for a whole nother show, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. So the three big ones, you kind of touched upon it. One, patients can now go to any of the now 19 medical dispensaries. It used to be limited. So now they have more access. They can purchase up to five ounces per month, which is huge compared to what it's been. So ex again, accessibility. And then no more state fee, that hundred bucks, which is really right. nice because we know this is an expensive therapy. So. Right. So they did definitely incur, make it a lot easier, a lot less expensive and more convenient for the patient. I got to give them credit for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, and we'll there's still the work to do and then we'll, we'll keep working on it. That's all I can say. But again, I give you credit. So what you guys do, if you need a medical marijuana recommendation, there are only a few providers left in the state, and Michelle is one of them, and they can do it by telemedicine, by phone. And agreed, there are benefits to having it. There is different medicines that you can't get on the uh, adult use market when they are available. There uh, is no tax, and you can carry, you can buy more at one time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there are benefits and it doesn't cost you anything other than whatever you're going to pay your doctor. And you know what? When you do talk to at least somebody like Michelle, you're not only going to get your recommendation, but you're going to get some good advice and some guidance, too, if you need it. You get the service that goes along with it. And if you're a medical patient, you definitely could use that. <laughs> yeah. So, Thank you good. for the support. I agree. Of course. I We have to support this community. So next in my line is Ms. Uzma Zakir. How are you, Uzma? Hi, Joe. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. And I just, I'm so happy to be with these amazing women. What an amazing panel you've put together. And I think the event on the 31st is going to be really remarkable. So whoever's listening, if you haven't gotten your tickets, definitely register and come check us out because I'm super excited to hear what everyone else is going to have to say. And I know I'm going to learn so much. Um, so yeah, hi, I'm Uzma, I'm a pharmacist. Um, I worked in the dispensary space in Connecticut for quite a few years. Um, and I would say I learned um, so much from patients who were, who were on their journey using cannabis as their medicine. And at the same time, I was going on my personal healing journey using cannabis as my medicine. 
and seeing um, really making a lot of connections, a lot of pattern recognition from people from all different walks of life using cannabis differently. I did really um, and continue to really dive into the research on you know, cannabinoid science and how it interacts with human physiology. And doing that at the same time, and to touch on what Lisa said so well, I think she really just, she summed it all up, but what a lot of us are doing is really seeing how it touches um, your spirit and your soul and how it can really release emotional burdens. And to see people, um, to see their self-worth and their sense of purpose come back and improve um, as their physical and mental symptoms are also improving um, has been just such an amazing experience for me, really remarkable. Um, and I think it really validated what I had known for decades about this plant. So it's a really remarkable experience. Um, so now what I've done is I'm still working with patients, advising them on their cannabinoid regimens based on their physiological conditions and of course, whatever pharmaceutical medications they may be taking. Um, just a quick touch on being a pharmacist. I think that why I really started looking into natural medicine was, was, was a couple of different things. But one of the basic ones is that your medication shouldn't be toxic, right? Like it shouldn't have. There you go. So, I mean, <laughs> so basically, you know, a medication shouldn't have such narrow uh, windows of, of therapeutic index that, you know, you take a little too much and God forbid, that you know, side effects have, list, you know, come or on. Even death and respiratory depression. So what, <laughs> what are we inviting into our body as healing that's considered healing? So it seems like it's many doses of toxic chemicals. Um, and that's something that it just, it, it didn't vibe with me. It just no, it just no longer made sense. Um, so really exploring natural options and plant medicine and combining it with our own sacred journey, right? And then as Lisa was saying, it's such a great consciousness expander. So working with clients in person using different tinctures and then kind of walking them through their through a bit of their journey and touching on some of their emotional burdens and then combining that with a regimen that they can use at home has been um, yielding really nice results, which I'm looking forward to sharing um, at the event. So yeah. that's what that's what I'm up to. Very good, Uzma. Thank you so much. And again, I want to point out that you used to work at a, a dispensary. So you have a different perspective. You are, you have served the customers, you have spoken to them, you know, and it's, it's an entirely different perspective. You know what I mean? I think that's great. And you're bringing that to the table now into the community you know you decided yeah. i don't want to work with the corp you know whatever you did and where, and I'm yeah. and where you and where are you practicing now uzma hi lewis um i'm hey. in stanford there you so go. I'm, in, I'm in stanford and uh, a really unique opportunity um with two internal medicine physicians really open-minded um, wanted to to learn about cannabinoid science and realized you know what we have fully functioning practices we don't have time to, to become an expert ourselves and we got in touch and we um, it's really nice collaborating with patients and physicians um, on this level. And I think that years and years ago at the dispensary, I used to say every, every doctor's office should have one of us, right? Like before mm. you, you get that prescription of Xanax, well, let's maybe try something safer. Let's try something more effective. Oh. So I like that now we are flipping that narrative where we can use, um, if appropriate, right, some of the cannabinoids or other natural medicines first, 
before going to, you know, prescribe some of those control substances oh. that we, you know, I've worked with so many patients with, um, you know, dependency on benzos and opioids and so many of these other medications that like, let's try to stop it before it starts, you know, so this is a nice flip for me. That's a really, really good point. Cannabis is always looked at as the last resort, right? After our wonderful chemicals don't work, maybe. No, let's flip that. Let's flip the switch. That's How about right. you start with natural cannabis and whatever else, you you know, the, these experts that I have decide will work along with it. And then if that doesn't work, which we know will, uh, then... <laughs> The uh, medical yeah. stuff. And, yeah, like, and people are hungry for it. Absolutely. They're ready. They are ready. Yeah. This is what I'm seeing a shift in consciousness out there. Mm -hmm. Makes me very excited. I can't wait to see how it evolves as long as, you know, which path it goes. But I'm hoping to that we're all part of the path that the people that bring it on the right path. But <laughs> I want to bring up uh, next, Kavnisha Boyd. This is somebody we haven't had in the show before, and I'm very excited to hear what, what you're doing out there, Kibnisha. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, Joe, it is so good to see you. I feel like we know each other, but this is right. our first time. So it's nice yes. to be here. Um, to Dr. Uzma, Michelle, Kristen, Dr. Aaron, Lisa, Lou. What up, Lou? Lou's one of my OGs. He's one of my first, first, first cannabis teachers. Um, so it's good to see him. Good to well, yeah. hear him, at least. <laughs> You can't even see him today. He's just there you go. Okay. <laughs> Thank up, you so up? much. I appreciate it. This panel is an absolutely amazing panel. And Kavnisha, I'm so excited to have you here today. And your, your journey has been an amazing one as well. Please tell us about yourself. Oh, thank you. I will. I will. So my name is Kevnisha and I'm the proud founder of Quality Counseling. And we are a mental health practice where we primarily focus on healing generational trauma, racial trauma, and PTSD for marginalized communities and specifically black people. And so ultimately we help our clients not only just identify the trauma, but really like, how do you find peace? How do you find liberation? How do you find balance while dealing with the daily traumas that a lot of black people are faced with? And so something that I'm able to provide, which is really unique to us is all of our clients who are consuming cannabis, whether they have a medical card or not, they get a cannabis consultation by me where I really look at their trauma symptoms and then help them identify specific consumption forms and strains or terpenes um, and even other healing practices to help support what the cannabis is doing. Because I think if anybody's using cannabis for any medical reason, you should be giving some medical support versus mm -hmm. just taking the cannabis by itself. And then that can sometimes be a scapegoat. Um, so that's really what I do with the consumers. But recently, what I'm more excited about, right, is as I really want to like widen the, the reach, because when I'm in mental health space, I hear a lot of mental health therapists say a lot of negative things about cannabis. Right. And mm -hmm. I understand that they're having to unlearn a lot of the racist propaganda that was really put out in, in regards to. Um, how cannabis can impact one's mental health. Like one of the biggest myths is that cannabis causes schizophrenia. And it's like, no, 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 no. If you use too much of it, it can make you psychotic. But we could sure. say that about many different substances, right? So cannabis isn't like this exclusive in that, right? And so um, my newest venture is really 
providing continuing education credits for uh, social workers, licensed marriage family therapists, licensed professional counselors in regards to the many different ways that cannabis can be helpful um, to alleviate mental health symptoms because America is, I think, in denial in regards to the mental health crisis that everybody's in, yeah. right? The whole country. And people are suffering at such high rates. Yeah. In addition to not having safe space to say, this is my preferred use of medicine. And I, I need some help, right? Figuring out like, how can I use it? So I'm not overusing it per se. And so again, that's kind of where I want to come in to really help providers understand even what the endocannabinoid system is, because nobody knows. <laughs> Outside of like our yeah. cannabis industry, people do not know what it is. Right. right. Um, and like everybody else said, I think it's something that all medical professionals should be trained in first um, rather than last. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to create a space for Black people because we're often criminalized more for it. So they carry a lot more um, stigma in regards to really being open and honest about their use. And I think that can sometimes hinder the therapeutic use of it for a lot of black people. Um, so I want to be a safe space to say, I'm a medical patient. I've been a consultant for five years. It doesn't make me lazy. I run a six figure business and um, I use it every day. I use it every day and I, I wouldn't trade it for a prescription medicine pill <laughs> at all. So, yeah. I love what you're doing, Kanisha. I think you made a great point and Kibra opened my eyes to mm. this was like, people don't realize just growing up and living in some of the places you know in the neighborhoods and what goes on there on a day-to-day -day basis whether it's in your family or not or it's, it's always somebody around you you know that is trauma that not only you have to deal with day-to-day -day, but you almost have to look over your shoulder about all the time and that is an entirely different set of circumstances and a way to to grow up then a lot of other people don't have, you know, everybody has trauma, but it's not on such a regular basis and not on such like a, a like spurt that could happen anytime. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, and I think that's very important for people to realize. And it's great that, that that's a specific thing that you've been dealing with. Um, and, and you made the second good point is, yeah, don't just go out and smoke weed if you if you know you have trauma and you know you have PTSD or even anxiety, depression, whatever. You, you may use the cannabis, but work with a mental health professional at the same time, because it's really important to change those thinking patterns as well, because a lot of that is a thinking pattern and releasing the trauma that you end up holding in your body, which then creates illness. And then you're ended up with medical doctors. And then we got to yeah. go see Lisa or Michelle, you know, we, this is. Yeah. So, Joe, are you a therapist? Did you forget <laughs> to tell us that you're a therapist? You know, too? <laughs> you know, people don't understand like, yeah, you got the whole, the normal mainstream psychological psychiatry profession, which is not really out to help you. They're out to sell drugs. And then, and then you also have the medical profession, which is not really out to help you. They're out to sell drugs. And, and why they both hate cannabis is because cannabis can most likely flip their whole industries on their toes and, and replace them. Mm -hmm. He's not a therapist, but I do tease him. This man is now my life coach. God bless you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
But all right, I'm saving here. Last but not least, of course, Miss Erin Doolittle. Erin Doolittle from Wholeness House. How are you today? It was lovely seeing you this weekend. I love what you're doing up there. So let's tell people what you are doing up there. Thank you. It was so good to see you. It was so exciting to have you come through the house. Um, you know, I have a little event. I like to mix all the wellness components that I can together to kind of bring a nicely rounded event to people. So Joe came out and he got to see it and I was super happy to see him. Um, I've been really busy. I've been on, uh, doing a lot of things and, and uh, the, the legislative sessions will be heating up, will be starting again. February 7th is day one uh, and I will be there uh, with the Can Warriors and with the Connecticut for Accessible Psychedelic Medicine okay. crew. Um, we have a lot going on in the state. We have mushrooms, we have cannabis, we got it all. It's a very busy place. It's just going to be a very busy session. People always ask me, how do I get involved? How to become an, how do I become an activist? You show up. Tuesday night, there is a Zoom meeting of the Canada Warriors, and they're the ones that spend the most time at the Capitol, uh, you know, testifying, gathering signatures for petitions, meeting with politicians directly, trying to educate reps. Um, so that's how. It's not a big secret. It's not hard to do. You just show up and you start doing it. Um, you know, and, and I'm so thrilled that this event is happening and that I'm probably, I think I'm going to see all you guys at Expo Canna at the end of February as well. So that's going to yeah, be so that's another one. Yeah. 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 You know, more education. I think the more we're out there saying, Hey, we're, hey, we're doctors. Hey, we have, we're, you know, we know what the heck we're talking about and, and we're going to destigmatize and educate you and let everyone we know, know we are patients of this medicine too. We use this and we, absolutely validate you are not crazy you do feel better off your zoloft uh with cannabis you do feel better with no xanax in your right, uh, right. this is very real and psychiatrists are not really at all experts in any of this no they don't know about the endocannabinoid system right oh no, they've had the opportunity to know they refuse um so you know really encouraging people to find providers that have done some education and some research, I think is a huge game changer. Um, so I, I work a lot, you know, still with patients. I don't do the MedCard certification anymore. I am actually really upset at the state of the state right now. Um, I, I do believe the laws are, are wrong and there's a massive flower shortage in the dispensaries. That's, yeah. From dispensaries, they're giving coupons, $20 here, $20 there. What the heck are people going to buy? There's no flower. Um, I mean, know. you know, I look at it this way. If I got a prescription from my doctor and I went to Walgreens and they were out of it, maybe I could go to CVS and they would have it. Maybe I could go to Walmart pharmacy and they would have it. Right. Here you go. I go. To, it doesn't matter here in Connecticut. It doesn't matter which one you go to. None of them have it. What you need. And that's a try. If, if, if that happened in a normal pharmacy, boy, you better know. The FDA and every government damn agency will be down on their throats right now. What do you mean you don't have antibiotics? What do you mean you don't have insulin? Well, come on. <laughs> Go for it. I'm sorry. Right. You know, and so now the state is, you know, wanting to target and crack down on, on caregivers that, you know, have been there, have been growing, have been quietly just sort of hanging out in the background, helping patients, um, some less quietly than others. And, you know, it's really sad that they, they don't want to share any of any of it. Um, they're, they're raking in hundreds of millions of dollars, but yeah. God forbid 
you have a party and somebody makes a couple hundred bucks. When I was testifying about the gifting laws to Senator Kissel, he asked me, okay, well, when is, you know, money, when is it worth too much money? And, um, you know, I really regret not saying, well, have you quantified the financial impact of living in fear? Have you quantified the financial impact of losing a parent to a nonviolent cannabis offense and getting locked up? Have you quantified the financial reality that these people live with day after day of the PTSD and the fear and the trauma and the loss? No, the state takes none of that into consideration. Oh, of course not. And they've allowed these four growers to become a monopoly, eating people alive. And they they want every piece of the pie, but they are not providing the products. Well, right. Why is there a flower shortage? If you're so great and you're so good at what you're doing, why do we not have things in the dispensaries for the medical patients? And why are our quality controls some of the lowest in the country? I am I am horrified by this data. I couldn't be a medical certifier anymore because I cannot look people in the face and say, this is going to be so great for you when I know what they're going to face because I, I was and I have faced it. So, you know, I'm really frustrated and I'm in a tough place trying to help people and, yeah. um, you know, support the community, support the legacy market and support the medical market because every, I love a dispensary. I don't hate dispensaries. Oh, my God. No, I'd Who rather is? see a thriving dispensary, medical, uh, everything. I'd rather see it all thriving. I'd rather have people say, I love going to Connecticut. They have gr a great re medical and adult use system. But it's and because then I could say, wow, that's something I could be proud of that I fought for. And this is really deep down in my heart. I'm just feeling this now. I fought for this. I would like to be proud of it. I'm ashamed of it right now. It's like, what what, what did I fight for? Once again, it's also part, I, I, I hear everything everybody's saying. Individuals need to be in the game to actually work at the table. You know, I say yeah. that all the time. Every one of the small producers are not backed by anybody. Those guys are still trying to get in. They're looking for actual support, and they need. They that need as our well. support. You're right, Lou. They need you know, our support. Very as much small as amount of independent-owned organizations, and they need just as much as support. And uh, they're being bulked in, I think, all the time. Um, the yeah. producers, none of them are back. None of the producers, and there's tons of produced products. So the shortage is definitely on the flower end, and that's a monopoly game. And at all, you know, those four producers are keeping all of their flour for their own shelves. And that's tough, you know, and that's once again the bureaucracy of going. I'm two years in still trying to get licenses through, and the state's only got excuses, but that's not the topic of this conversation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other side, right? Yeah. It's a whole yep. other side of why right this is happening. Cannabis as medicine, and it's a very tough situation on so many different levels. And, you know, the only – the it's not only flour that we need to look at. It's not excuse for anything else, but there's some great products that are being put out and there's some great small companies that are really trying to get their feet, uh, their feet solid on the ground. And if we can support those individuals in our medical market and adult use market, it'll at least help it. It's uh, yeah. Don't get go that to the, thing going. So if your choices don't go to the multi-state operators, don't go to the multi-state operators. Don't purchase their products. But if you're going to purchase something in the dispensary, go ahead and find one of those craft producers who are also looking for those partnerships out of the legacy markets that the legacy market can do, as most other states have done, 
get your information, lawyer yourself up to become a business, be a business, and that way you can do business. You know, those formulations that are being done, get them tested, get them copyrighted, get your intellectual property taken care of, partner with another one of the small local social equity producers and create your product and brand and get on the shelves inside those markets, you know? Right. Or don't I, sell it to certain markets and get in other shelves. Yeah, I think that's that important. Shelves. I think that's important. The goal should always be to try and get not only, you know, be as legitimate as possible, but also trying, if you have a good product and you have something, it's important to get it out to the world. You know, Joe, the only way to do I, that I is say, through legit channels. Joe, I say all the time, Al Capone was not arrested for any prohibition crimes. He was arrested right. for tax evasion. Right. Pay your taxes, exactly. become a company. Exactly right. All right. So we're getting close to being run out of time, but I did want to say a couple things. One thing is, obviously, with everything going on, it's important to encourage people to remember that we do have the right to grow our own. And the second thing is, you know, the activists do their hard work. They go up there and do the real grunt work. The, but, the you know, the people, it's the people who need to speak up. The people need to talk and speak up to whoever they can speak up about what's happening. And until the people start actually, the actual medical patients and the actual consumers start letting people know what's happening, and I mean people who have a voice, uh, then I don't think, you know, that's the best way to change. Grow Every individual has got a voice, Joe, and right now one of the big things is as got to separate but Tuesday's meeting. Get on the yep. can of wars meeting, you know? If you've never yep. done any activism or anything, it's a great place to start. Right. And, you know, I know I took, we took up most of the time with all the intros and everything. We got a few minutes left, so why don't we run through and let everybody know how they can get in touch with them. So we're going to go, I'm going to start with who's in front of me, Uzma. How do we get in touch with you? Hi there, um, bloom-hire.com. So I'm at bloomhire.com. I'm at Ultimate Solutions Medical Spa on Summer Street, Summer Street in Stamford. All right, great. So please, and, and I'm going to try and post everybody's links up at the end of the show. Michelle, how do we get in touch with you? You want to get a medical card or some good advice on how to dose? Tell us. Yeah, so advancedtelemedicine.com is the best way to reach us. Okay. We have a Facebook page as well, email, website, check us out. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So next we got, uh, why does it keep giving me the same view? All right. Kanisha, how does people get a hold of you? Yes. The best way to get a hold of me and follow me is on Instagram. And my Instagram tag is Kevnisha, which is K-E-V-N-E-S-H-A underscore L-P-C. Okay, great. And Aaron? Uh, so I'm probably Instagram is probably the best way. I'm Dr. Aaron Doolittle on there, D-R-E-R-I-N-D-O-O-L-A-T-T-L-E. Um, I'll have all my info and cards at the Burn and Learn Center uh, on the 31st. So anybody who comes out there, come meet in person. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out. Instagram, Facebook's the same thing. It's just Aaron Doolittle. Super easy. Uh, I will, uh, you know, help you through if you want to jump into activism, if you want to. Uh, you know, work more with your cannabis. If you want to work more with your mushrooms, even that's a whole separate conversation. Uh, reach out. I, I am happy to help. All right. Very good. And I noticed you guys are doing a ton with the psilocybin up there. We are. Awesome. 
All right. And Lisa, finally, Lisa, tell us how we can get in touch with you. Sure. Thanks, Joe. Um, my website is lisacapitani.com, L-I-S-A-C-A-P-I-T-A-N-I.com. From there, you can send me a message, email me, book a phone call. I do 30-minute uh, introductory calls. Anybody who wants to learn more about coaching or experience a little bit of coaching, um, feel free to sign up for a, a free call. And on Instagram, I'm at CT underscore Cannabis Nurse. You can reach me there too. All right, great. Hey, listen, I want to thank everybody for coming on. I think we have put together a great assembly that really covers if you want to use cannabis as a medicine or learn you every single aspect, right? From trauma, mental health to, you know, right here on this show and it's going to be in the, that room on the 31st and you know i think it's important we mentioned expo canada we know knee can so you got two educational events a year i think it's important that we have educational events in between that it's continuing it's continuous education all the time and so i want to thank you guys this is the first one in and hopefully a series uh, that'll be on different topics, of course, growing and, and very different things. But thank you very much for being participants. And I hope to see everybody on the 31st at the Burn and Learn Center. That starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, we'd open the doors at 5 and you can get your tickets at burnandlearnct.com. All of us will be there. We want to see you guys hanging out and get educated. All right, Kristen, real quick. Harry says to say goodbye. How do they find you? How do they find me? Um, you know, I'm going to promote our YouTube, to be very honest. So go to Greenhaven Media on YouTube. Subscribe. Subscriptions are free. Share it with a friend. Um, all of our episodes are loaded up 24 hours after we're live here on the air. So it's a great way to be able to go back and kind of binge your favorite episodes and catch the new ones. Um, but And I am also Classic Kristen on Instagram, um, Classic with a K. So, And I'm so excited to see all of you guys on the 31st so it's gonna be fun i'm, I'm so yes. looking forward to it i and, really um, really am and if you need anything for your store glass cases whatever call Kristen. She, she'll give you the hookup harry's yes. giving us the music lou any last words i appreciate everybody stay happy healthy and high and i'm really excited about this coming up on the 31st all right, man. And thank everybody. You can follow me at Joe the Weed Guy or at Greenhaven Media on all social media. Like Kristen said, check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, subscribe. Let's spread the good word. We'll see you on the 31st. I love you all. Peace. Thank you. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester and I know why.